Yeah. Uh, two-tone, the podcast, it's the livest. Every week we talking about them Tennessee Titans. Better tune in, this the podcast you want. Hosted by my big homie, Ryan Morland. Mariota throwing bombs, he don't ever miss. Malcolm Butler hold it down with the pick six. Talking stats and plays, what's happening? Derrick Henry, Adoree Jackson, this where we get it cracking. Yeah, Tennessee Titans podcast. Two-Tone, hey, tune in. You're listening to Two-Tone Uncensored. I'm your host, Ryan Moreland. What a win, folks. I mean, that's where we're going to start off this show, talking about this Dallas game, and we'll move on from there. But but an impressive victory for the Titans in this one. It started off a little slow. I mean, real slow. Uh, the Cowboys drive down the field and, and score on us pretty quickly, and then some turnovers... A pair of fumbles give the the Cowboys what should have been a big lead early in that game. Um, but our defense really stood up. Be able to force them into a field goal, which they missed. And then another one where we got the pass rush in. Got Dak to throw a pass off of his back foot. Uh, an ill-advised throw over the middle, which Kevin Byard intercepted in the back of the end zone. So... Um, some big plays early by our defense to keep us in this ball game early on. Early on, we just needed those big plays just to keep us involved in the game. Because Dallas came out uh, early in this game, ready to roll. The defense forcing these turnovers. It it was a not a great game for the um, for the Titans early on. The Mariota fumble, I mean, that was just a, a heads-up play by uh, by uh, Marcus Lawrence, a great defensive end coming in, getting his hand on the football. I mean, what are you going to do? What can you do to stop that? It was just a great play, um, and that's all you can say about it. And Marcus didn't see it coming, got the ball loose, uh, and they ended up making a good play. And, they, and then they get the ball, and our defense really stood up. That's really what impressed me because this game could have been over early had it not been um, for our defense really stepping up. They got pressure on Marcus all night. You know, they had four sacks as a team for 25 yards. Normally this year, I feel like my keys to the game have been pretty solid. Now, I'll toot my own horn a little bit, but man, did I really hit him this week. Um, I talked about keeping the ball out of uh, Zeke's hands and putting it in Dak Prescott's hand. Prescott had 31 pass attempts. Zeke had 17 carries. We did a good job. And even when Zeke did get the ball, he got 17 carries, 61 yards. It's a 3.6 average. So we did, did a pretty good job at limiting his effectiveness on the ground. Now, through the air, Zeke had a solid performance. Four catches for 51 yards. Um, Amari Cooper got us quite a few times. Malcolm Butler over there got beat uh, quite a lot in this game. He was definitely the one dark spot on what really was a great defensive performance. I also talked about, like I do every week, getting Jonu Smith involved. And you see what happens when you get him involved. Only had two targets, but two catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Um... A really solid performance for John. I was excited to see him get in the end zone. Deion Lewis, as always, contributing in the running and the passing game. 
Uh, in the running game, he had 19 carries of 62 yards. In the passing game, four receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, and we did a good job. Their pass rush did a good job of putting pressure on. I mean, they did. Uh, you know, they got four sacks, seven tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits. They did a good job of getting the pressure on Marcus, but Marcus did a good job of just not getting rattled. He had a great game in this, 21 for 29, 240 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, or sorry, in the air, and they added one on the ground as well. Uh, Marcus looked good. Mark, and Marcus ran the ball a lot in this game uh, because of busted coverages. Um, but he did a good job of, of keeping it simple, keeping calm, and, and making good plays, and, and that was a big part of this of why we won this game. On the other side of the ball, um, man, we got, we did five sacks, uh, eight tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits. We got after him even better than they got after us, which kind of surprised me because with guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Jalen Smith, I figured that they would be able to get a little bit more pressure than we did. Uh, and I think that our offensive lines are very comparable. If not Dallas having the advantage on the offensive line. But we really did a good job. Um, Jayon Brown had a hell of a performance in this game. He looked outstanding. Harold Landry played an outstanding performance. Kenny Vaccaro getting in the mix. Uh, Camille Correa had a good game. Um, Arakpo and Austin Johnson both tallied a sack in this one. So we got everybody. Everybody kind of got in on the in on the action on defense. So it was, it was an impressive overall defensive performance. Given how it shaped out in the beginning of this game, it was very impressive that the Titans were able to keep those points off the board. Because at one point it easily could have been seventeen to seven, and instead of seventeen to seven, it was seven to seven. I mean, that's a huge difference in a football game. But, of course, Dallas comes down the field. Uh, they miss a field goal on their first drive. Titans fumble the ball where Dallas picks it up. Um, and 15-yard drive for a touchdown. So Dallas goes up by seven. Titans fumble again. This time, however, Dallas would not score thanks to uh, an interception in the back of the end zone by our all-pro safety, Kevin Byard. And that's when... Uh, a 15-play, 80-yard drive by the Tennessee Titans. 15 plays, 80 yards. The other key to this game was sustaining drives. The ability to sustain drives. An 80-yard drive down the field um, for a touchdown. We get the ball back. Seven plays, 69 yards. A great sustained drive. We come back. From the second half, we punt on our first drive. Our second one, seven plays, 40-yard 40 dri drive. 14 plays, 66-yard uh, drive. Eight plays, 64-yard drive. And that was for a touchdown, missed field goal, and a touchdown. We're sustaining drives. Long, played-out drives. I said that was going to be a big point. Is making big plays and or getting long sustained drives we made big plays on our defense getting those turnovers were huge um we ended up leading time of possession and i said this is a game whoever leads time of possession will win we led time of possession 34 minutes 26 seconds 
uh, to 25 minutes 34 seconds. So almost 10 minutes of difference between uh, the two teams when it comes to time of possession. Impressive. Um, impressive performance. The other thing, though, too, to look at is in the red zone, something that we have struggled at. We went 4 of 5 in the red zone. Outside of that missed field goal, 4 of 5, which is solid. Very good. Um, Dallas went 1 of 4 in the red zone in this game. So Dallas was getting the opportunities. Dallas was sustaining some drives. They were putting the ball in the end, or in the red zone, but they weren't putting the ball in the end zone. Uh, with um, with turnovers, with uh, that missed field goal, one of four in the red zone in this game. The huge reason why we won. We won by two touchdowns. So they convert two more of those. It's a tie game. They would convert all of their attempts. Dallas wins. That was huge in this game. Our ability not only to score in the red zone, but to prevent them from scoring in the end zone or in the red zone uh, had a big impact on this game. Really good performance all around. I, I just The one thing that worries me moving forward is this game could have been awful way early on in this game. Could have been awful with, with just... Bad, just fumbles, just dumb mistakes. And really the one on Marcus, I mean, you, you kind of have to feel that guy coming in there. You, you have to have that feeling like, you know, someone's here. Um, but those are going to happen. You know, you're going to have those. It's a great defensive player making a great defensive play. Um... It sucks, but I mean, he got in there. Marcus didn't see him. He knocks the ball out of Marcus's hands. For all of those who don't know what I'm talking about, obviously it was the uh, hit by Demarcus Lawrence. He just got his hand on the ball and it popped it out. Um, and Sean Lee uh, comes up with the recovery. And then the very next drive, Mario fumbled again this time um, on the run. And it just it sucks. It sucks. Watching stuff like this happen, um, Jalen Smith ended up picking up that one. So the two plays like that, really quickly, we could have been down. By their third drive, we could have been down. Um, if they hit that field goal, up 3 nothing. they get the touchdown that they did get in real life, 10 nothing. they score that. It could have been 17 nothing. By their third drive, it could have been 17 to nothing. And even after they missed the field goal, if it wasn't for uh, the poor pass play by Dak Prescott and Kevin Byard making a play on it, that's 14 nothing. You know, we our defense really bailed out our offense early in this game, and then everybody started clicking. It was right after that Byard interception, everything went well for the Tennessee Titans. There are their drives are touchdown, touchdown. End of the half, punt, touchdown, missed field goal, touchdown, end of the game. That's great. When you're saying touchdown that often, fantastic. We scored more touchdowns in this game than it, we probably did in the entire month of October. Or at least it felt like it. A, a great performance all around. It's just the one thing that worries me is if we do this shit next week, we fumble on our two... First offensive drives next week, we're going to lose by 50. You, we can't afford to do that against a team like the Patriots. 
we shouldn't have been able to get away with it against the Cowboys, but luckily they um, ended up having a fumble of their own and the interception, so they ended up tying us on the turnover margin. So it really wasn't as bad. Jayon Brown, obviously, on that play, who really had a stellar performance um, in this ball game. I've been talking about him a lot lately, but I, I think Jayon Brown is the surprise of the season for me. I didn't think that this young man would be at the point that he is, and he has really hit this this level that he is at right now that I didn't see coming. And you know, hats off to the coaching staff, hats off to Jayon himself. Uh, for reaching this potential, because uh, it's very impressive. He's a, he's become a, a true all-around back uh, or linebacker, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. He had a huge game this week, uh, and a really incredible performance by him. And you know the whole team really played well. We you win by two touchdowns against a, a, what is a solid team. You know I know it's a three and five record now for Dallas, but it is a solid team. To have that kind of uh, game against a solid team like that, borderline playoff team, is great. That's a great performance. Everybody did their part. Um, just you kind of want to see us at, at, at week nine. Well, this is you know week us eight for us because uh, of the bye. But week nine in the season, you're kind of hoping that we have those the fumbles, the the stuff like that. We kind of ironed out. It's not there, is what you're hoping. So seeing it was kind of a bummer because outside of those mistakes, we looked so good. This Titans team looked so good in this game. Played so well. Gave you a lot of confidence back. And I told you after that Chargers game last week, man, that brought my confidence back. I was feeling high on the Titans. And after this game, I'm starting to, like, you know, it even pushed it up further where I'm feeling really high on the Tennessee Titans right now. And, uh, and, and, it just, I would have felt no bad, no nothing bad about the Titans if we wouldn't have had those turnovers. But those early turnovers in the beginning of the game still make me think our offense is, you know, below average. And our defense is exceptional. I think everybody's seen it at this point because uh, uh, Jim Wyatt's put it out and, and everybody else has put it out. But the Titans are the best scoring defense in the nation. And in, in all of football best scoring defense we allow the least amount of points after this game uh holding the cowboys to 14 we jump under the ravens who had it and i believe they're at like 17.8 or 17.6 something like that so it's close but still it's very impressive it, you know for the games that we've had this season like the ab absolute catastrophe of a game that we had against miami you know playing without your starting quarterback and starting tackles for a while you know, at different points this season, we have missed guys like Wesley Woodyard, who is not only an emotional leader, but a leader on the field. Um, we, we've missed Rashawn Evans at, at points this year. We've missed, like, different players across our defense and our offense have missed significant amount of time. We've been without our all-pro tight end since, what, seven minutes into the season. So... All of this, like, combined, it's really impressive that this defense is playing where it's at. It's very impressive. And now we get back to 500, 4-4 four and four on the season, and the Titans get to look ahead at a schedule that looks really favorable. 
it's a schedule that looks nice, folks. You know, you're looking next week, that game, uh, the Patriots will come to Nashville. That one's scary, and it, it just is. That's a, a good team. It's the only dynasty of the 2000s. I mean, we all know that. It, it That's going to be a tough game. But then we have two games at the against the Colts. We have a game against Houston, a game against Jacksonville, uh, both New York teams and the Redskins. It's looking good on the back end. And then this team could easily be a 10-5 and team from here. Could easily be a 10-5 and team from here. Now we got to go out there and we got to execute and perform. But there's only, you know, the Patriots game is going to be tough. Houston is probably going to be pretty tough on that Monday night game. But besides that, and then Jacksonville in the Thursday night game, but the way Jacksonville's playing lately... And the way that we play Jacksonville, I mean, you can't overlook anybody. And, and and the Titans know that, but it is a really front-loaded schedule. And we made it out of the front half of this schedule at 500. I think we can make it out of the back half uh, very high. Um, I think really the worst that we should do is 9-7. and seven. Anything worse than that, and I think we just completely imploded. But nine and seven should be the worst that we do from here. I'd like to see that that ten, uh, ten and six mark. Even if you could get up to eleven and five, um, but you know, eleven and five means we only lose one game, and that's that Patriots game. It's possible, but we got to perform. The Titans got to go out there and do it. Uh, but moving on, we're going to talk about the rest of the AFC South here. Um, obviously, in the other games this weekend, you have the Texans beating the Broncos in a low-scoring game. We're hoping that Denver could get that win, but Houston came out on top 19-17. to And that makes six straight wins for this ball club. Uh, Houston playing well. They started off 0-3, six straight wins. It's impressive. Uh, they have their bye week this week. Their next game will be the following weekend uh, at the Hu- or Washington Redskins, excuse me. So they're right now the cream of the crop in our division. Um, that's a team to beat, and we got to go out there and figure out a way to to handle them. To go out and 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 we play them well. We obviously beat them earlier this year, but we have to figure out a way to keep up with this team. There's a better way to put it. Um. Moving on then to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, who had a bye this week. Uh, obviously, have on a four-game losing streak right now. It's not been impressive. Impressive at all. Really struggling. And we didn't expect to see this from the Jacksonville Jaguars. But um, they started off the season you know, beating the Patriots, uh, beating the Giants, beating the Patriots handedly, losing to us in that ugly game. Then they beat the Jets, and then four straight losses. Rattled off four straight losses um, against the Cowboys, Chiefs, Texans, and Eagles. Now, next week, they'll take on the Colts um, this upcoming end. And it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Blake Bortles went from looking actually where it's like, holy shit, he, he hit a new level. He's looking good. Back to the old Blake Bortles that we all know and love. You know, the old turnover Blake Bortles. Um and, and it'll be interesting to see if they can bounce back from it. Right now, they are the bottom of the barrel in this division. You know, they're tied for last place with Indianapolis. 
and they have both games against Indy coming up. So if they end up losing this game this week against Indianapolis, Jacksonville's looking to be the worst team in the AFC South. I don't think a lot of people had that um, had you know had predicted that this team would be as far back as they are. For Indianapolis, the Colts uh, on a two-game winning streak now after beating the Raiders twenty-four or forty-two to twenty-eight. Obviously, playing Jacksonville, um, they have a nice little AFC South rendezvous here for the next couple weeks um, because they'll play the Jaguars and then um, they'll play the Tennessee Titans. So th- it's interesting for this Colts game. The passing game's been working all season long for this Colts team. It has. They are the best in our division in points four. I think that would surprise a lot of people. Seeing as though they're sitting at the bottom, but they're, they outscore everybody else in the AFC South. The passing game works. The problem is they turn the ball over a lot, too. They started off 1-1 one one after week two and then rattled off four straight losses to the Eagles, Texans, Patriots, and Jets before getting two wins against bottom-of-the-barrel teams like the Bills and Raiders. We're seeing a team mature and get back to a winning way with the Colts, but is that going to sustain when they start playing better teams? Now, Bills and Raiders might be the two easiest teams that they have on their schedule. And from here on out, it's not going to get incredibly easy. You have to play um, the Titans twice, the Jaguars twice, Houston once, the Cowboys, Giants, Dolphins. It's not an easy schedule on the way out. So, you know, where's where are we going to see the Colts um, come draft time? I'm, in my opinion, I think that we might... I, I think that they'll play in some of these games, but we might have possibly seen the, uh, the Colts' last one of the season. I don't have a lot of faith in this team. Andrew Luck is not going to get it done on his own. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I just don't think that that's a, a very strong team overall but you know they could surprise you but right now in the division we set in second um houston is at six and three right now tennessee at four and four jacksonville and indianapolis at three and five if the playoffs were today the tennessee titans would be the eighth seed and sneak in um that is because baltimore is a half game behind us at four and five that's, I mean, it's not where we want to be. We, I want to get some separation, get some cushion. I want to win this division is what I want to do. And we're only two games back now. We, we set ourselves up in a good position. If we beat Houston and the game that we have against Houston, that slides us up a game. Then from there, all we have to do is catch one game throughout the year, win one more game than they win because we'll have the tiebreaker. So if we tie with Houston, if as long as we beat them in that game, um, we win. We're going to win the division. So we just have to beat Houston when we play them. Um, which, you know, is three weeks from now. And then we have to be able to just catch one game that they don't. And the way our schedule lines up, that shouldn't be difficult to do. It shouldn't be. And I would rather, you know, play that first game at home. The Titans play so well when we play in Nashville. Let's play that first game in the playoffs at home and have another year where we get a notch up playoff win. There's a lot of faith to be had right now. Coming out of this bye week, the Titans looked a lot better, much more improved. 
We mixed the ball around more. They even got good pressure on us throughout the game. We still did a lot with the football. Uh, 28 points is nothing to sneeze at. That was a good performance. And should have had 31 points if it wasn't for a missed field goal. Now, I wanted to talk about that for a little bit, but who else is getting a little worried about Ryan's suck-up? It's two weeks in a row now that he's missed field goals that he normally makes. I'm not worried when suck-up misses those 55-yarders. But when he's missing inside of 40 yards, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But, um, but yeah, Titans right now playing well. We we have a, an easy schedule coming up. We got to get to that point where we can jump up over Houston in the division. Down two games, like I said. Beat Houston and catch one more game, uh, which I don't think will be an issue. Houston's schedule, let's take a look at it right now. Um, and while I'm, I'm pulling it up on my computer right now so we can talk about the schedule, but the, the Titans, one more thing I wanted to bring up in this game, uh, their ability uh, as a football team as a whole to just not get down on themselves. And it's every year, not just this year, but every year. Very impressive. They did a good job of staying positive and And, you know, when you have those like turnovers early, getting back in this game, taking it over quickly... I like that a lot. But here we are looking at Houston's schedule. They have uh, the bye week and then the Redskins, then the Titans, Browns, Colts, and then at Jets, at Eagles, ending the season off with the Jaguars. So it's not a tough schedule uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So this week, um, if we win, we'd go to 5-4, and four, and they're at 6-3. Uh, and three. So actually, we'd only be a game back then correct yeah so we win we'll be at five and four they'll be at six and three and we'll be a full game back so if we beat them in the game that we play them that would put them at let's say seven and four if they win that game against the Redskins uh and that would put us at seven and four so yeah if we we don't even have to catch a game because they have their bye week I forgot so we have to win this weekend or at least um, later on in the season to catch up, we got to win uh, that game because they haven't had their bye yet, and we just have to keep up um, or to beat them when we play them, and then we should be in a perfect position to win this division. So a lot of hope still left. I know a lot of people were getting down on the Titans before this week. I mean, and in all fairness, they deserve to be uh, down on the Titans, but no, this, this season is still very much alive. I told you this. After the Baltimore game, there's a lot of games left. There's a lot of time left. A lot of time for Tennessee to come and turn this around. And that's exactly what it looks like they're doing. A very good win this week against a tough Dallas team. Whew. Next week's going to be a doozy, folks. Going to be a doozy. A very tough football game. Um, we're going to be putting out the show on Saturday um, because obviously this is the 99th episode. Um, so the next one will be the 100th episode. So getting everybody together and getting everything I want done for that episode, uh, we're going to do it on Saturday and release it Saturday night. I know it's a little late, but uh, we wanted to be able to get as much into that show as we possibly could. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a jam-packed, long episode. We'll talk about that. The Patriots game, uh, we're going to get into some games and do some fun shit like that. Thanks, everybody, that makes this show possible. Special thanks to uh, Cody. Um, Mill Holen, who's done a lot for the show, uh, to Tyler Musson, to Darren, who does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. 
um, and all of you guys out there really uh, you make this show fun ugh, Jesus you make this show fun to do if I can say it uh, and and you make it um, really it's it's not even a chore it's fun to get on here and talk to you about some Titans football so great win this week Titans move up to four and four back to 500 football let's stay ahead of it in here uh, and let's hopefully try to figure out something and beat this Patriots team how about it Let's get a tighten up, and we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, uh, two-tone, the podcast, it's the livest. Every week we talking about them Tennessee Titans. Better tune in, it's the podcast you want. Hosted by my big homie, Ryan Morland. Mariota throwing bombs, he don't ever miss. Malcolm Butler hold it down with the pick six. Talking stats and plays, what's happening? Derrick Henry, Dory Jackson, this where we get it cracking. Yeah, Tennessee Titans podcast. Two-tone, ayy. Tune in.